All right, chapter 11, Brain Energy by Dr. Palmer. Yes, chapter um, Yeah, show your copy, because you have your uh, your paperback on. Boom, boom. So, chapter 11, um, so we're, we're moving through the contributing causes, which, what did he say that's synonymous for? Um, oh, he explained it two chapters ago that instead of, uh, I'm going to call them contributing causes. Oh, was it? Well, yeah, I'll look it up before we're done. So the title of this chapter, as a contributing cause, chemical imbalances, neurotransmitters, and medications. Um, Yeah, he kind of did a little rehash, and I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> no offense, Dr. Pollock. But, um, you know, he started doing the rehash that, you know, uh, mitochondria, you know, is just you know, if it's not operating properly, it's a chain of dominoes, and yeah, you know, affects all these other things. And I'm like, oh gosh, right? Then it took a turn. It started getting a little more interesting. Yeah. No, well, he started the chapter, I think, talking about kind of the neurotransmitters. Um, he focused on what was it serotonin, GABA, dopamine, and kind of uh, what they do, how they affect us, and kind of from there. He went into the, um, I don't want to say directly into, but he started getting into the psychiatric medications and how those do different things with our neurotransmitters. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was interesting. Um, he basically starts to say that some of the uh, mental medications psychotic psych, psychiatric medications actually inhibit some of the mitochondria and metabolism yeah yeah and appropriately said, so in some cases right. appropriately and he's saying in limited cases right where it's almost one of these like be careful because if it inhibits the mitochondria you are setting yourself up for long-term failure right Right. Right. And, and he said, and, and he didn't throw out a blanket like all, you know, psychiatric drugs are bad. He's saying they can inhibit, you know, in by, design. by design, by design, because by design, then that lowers inflammation. It changes. So he, he, he said some of these acute issues and it doesn't get back to drugs in general that we talk about that drugs should be used primarily for emergent type situations. And then once you get past, right. So he talked about hyper-excitable cells. And to your point, what, why are they hyper-excitable? The mitochondria is like, right? Um, but he said that there's two ways to reduce symptoms of hyper-excitable cells. Number one is to improve the mitochondrial function. Um, basically, the energy production, and if you remember from prior chapters, it's all about ATP and ADP, the payroll processor. And... <laughs> and um, right. But then the second option is to manage the cells by shutting them down. And that's... Um, he said it'll stop the symptoms in the short run, but you could cause more long-term damage. I mean, so even improving that mitochondrial function, he's like, this is not a catch-all either. He goes, you can, in fact, make your problems worse. I and mean, he goes, imagine a hyperactive, dysfunctional mitochondria, and all of a sudden... You start to improve that scenario, that hyperactive states become even more hyperactive. Right. And, can, and in the short run can cause, can feel worse. And because he alludes to that metabolism and metabolic changes take like four to six weeks. 
right? I think it was uh, when he was talking about the SSRIs mm-hmm. and how it takes SSRIs four to six weeks to start working. And lo and behold, that's how long it takes, generally speaking, for metabolic change. Um, so, so yeah, I, I guess it's a, it's a cautionary tale, right? Right. That, that we, we are onto some really good things with our psychiatric medications, but we're onto some really bad things at the same time. Right. And, um, he, he basically blankets the question. Uh, so should people take medications that are known to impair mitochondrial mitochondria? Yes or no. And he says, I can't offer a universal answer. He said, and, and you don't want to ever just stop these drugs right away. I actually had a friend of mine. We highlighted the same thing. Didn't we? Nice. I actually had a friend of mine um, from college. He committed suicide. He literally stopped, stopped his psych meds right away and he couldn't handle it. Wow. And it just, it did him in, you know? So he, he throws that cautionary tale. He goes, if... If you are looking to enhance the mitochondria um, and you know that these psych meds affect them, you said, get with your doctor and work out a plan. Right. Without a doubt. You know, so you you highlighted the same thing I did. And he's making the point just below where you quoted. He says, suppressing mitochondrial function long term is not a path to healing. At best, it's a path to reduce it, reducing symptoms. Right. Um, makes sense. The, you know, the, uh, doc, I can't sleep doc. I can't, this is right. right. I, I loved the, uh, situation with, the the, you t- he talked about Jane, the nurse. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah. Do you want to, you want to, well, he kind of, he, he winds up the chapter with a summing up section, right? And, uh, we can touch base on that, but then he closes the chapter with, um, it's titled success story, Jane, I'm sure it's a fake name. Um, agitated in the nursing home. And so I guess Jane, he, he was working as, what was the language he used as a, like, he intern, psychiatrist, yeah, something like that? Yeah, uh, some sort of behavioral therapist with them. For this nursing home. Mm-hmm. And this patient, um, she was either sleeping for 12 hours at a time or she was up screaming. Agitated. Agitated. And so he agreed to see her, and he, he sits down with her, I guess, in the in the lunch hall or the dining area, and uh, he couldn't speak with her. She was incoherent. She didn't understand what he was saying, smearing food on herself, smearing food on, and his diagnosis was delirium. Right. And I get, long story short, she was on, I forget what he said. Five tranquilizing medications, including two antipsychotics and anti-anxiety medications. So they had drugged her up, and it started like six months ago. And the initial response was that it worked. It worked. And right. his theory was whatever trauma caused it to begin, she got passed. And then effect started affecting the mitochondria, and the situation got worse. Yeah. So he took her... Well, he didn't take her. He, he recommended recommended um, to the, I, I guess, the nursing home physician, right? That you know, stop as much as you can, as fast as you can, and um, and he did. And was it ten weeks later? He's walking through there, and, and uh, I think it was like ten days. A lady comes up. Long. I I don't. Really, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know how many days specifically, but his his. Her her sister, I think, came up to him and so, right gave him a hug. So 
She asked if I was Dr. Palmer, and I said yes. She reached out and hugged me with tears in her eyes and thanked me profusely for saving her sister. I told her that she must be mistaken. I don't know her or her sister. And she told me that she that her sister was Jane. Turns out that for the past couple years, she had been visiting Jane three times a week, blah, blah, blah. She, she got to this point where her visits, Jane was incoherent. Right, worthless. And she now... I, how did she close it out? Um, uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't want to waste our time, but she basically said, "I can. I have. I have my sister back. I have my sister back. We we sit and we chat and we talk about the old days and and um. So she she really went from this permanent state of delirium to functioning. Oh, and oh, that was the other thing. Jane's like eighty one, right? Right. So. I think it'd be very easy, and I'll tell a, a story from my, um, be very easy in that situation to go dementia, delirium, Alzheimer's, hey, you know, meds, you know, or meds. I, I cared for my aunt, and she was in a nursing home facility up in Orange City, Florida, and, you know, the laundry list of antipsychotics that she was on, and she had Alzheimer's, and it's... I don't blame them. And I'm not, this is not a, a kick to the nursing homes. You know, they have to manage a lot of people on a short budget and they're trying to, you know, having 15 patients up at night screaming at night is probably not a good scenario, right? Uh, so they, they have to use creatively some, some medications in order to. But what ends up happening is, like we just said, that medication works for a short period of time and then it dips. Right. You know, and then it no longer works. Like, yeah, you helped Jane go to sleep for six nights in a row, but then all hell broke loose. You do it for six weeks in a row and, you, you know. Right. Yeah. So you remember when my mother broke her ankle? Mm-hmm. She went into a, um, um, what do you call it, live-in rehab? Mm-hmm. Like she had a room and she was going to stay there for like six weeks. And I visited multiple times. And there was a lady five doors down that just yelled all the time. And mm. of course I, I reflect back on that now. And, you know, this place that you go in temporarily, you do a bunch of physical therapy it, you know, and eventually you get released. And I look back at that scenario now after reading this story about Jane and I'm like, they probably had that lady zipped up on more stuff. Yeah. Trying everything and everything to just to get her to shut up. Right. And cause it was driving my mom crazy. My mom was like, lady and she doesn't quit she just yells all the time you know so it's um it's kind of eye-opening i you know um he closes the last sentence of the chapter removing the offending medications brought jane back yeah you know uh it it, um i told you i went down a little rabbit hole i'm like all right if medications can affect mitochondria what kind of other things can affect mitochondria you know lack of vitamin d is a big deal for, you know, for, for assisting mitochondria. If you're not getting sunshine, if you're, I mean, it makes sense too. Like, you know, people get depressed and you realize that they're holed up in their house and they're not moving and they're not doing, and they're not exercising and they're not out gardening or in the sun or, you know. Dude, and we're blessed to live in the state of Florida. Oh yeah. I mean, we can probably get a tan today. I've told this story before. January 9th. I went to a uh, December graduation in Wisconsin years ago. And I, I, I swear, I don't mean to offend anyone who loves Wisconsin, but that place is hell. <laughs> it's I froze, Wisconsin in the winter. I froze 
every every team. Green Bay Packers fan just got pissed <laughs> off. No, I have nothing against Wisconsin. I do have something against that kind of severe cold. Bone, bone chewing cold. They have to like warm up their car, their engine block before they crank their car in the morning. <laughs> I, All right. So, all right. That was chapter 11, guys. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a good one. Chapter 12, uh, we'll move into tomorrow. It's um, another contributing cause. Um, hormones and metabolic regulators. That's going to be a big one. Yep. Yep. So thanks for tuning in. Questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See ya.